from from mind to Mike. That's the name of the podcast. Oh damn, from, I like that. From mind from mind to Mike. From mind to Mike. Yeah, bro. That's a so. that's a good name, man. I didn't know you had that. I didn't know that was a name, but I like it. I yeah, like so it. basically just the whole thing is just to come here without like an agenda or something from a specific episode and just shoot the shit straight from whatever's in the dome. Oh, dude, you know what's funny? My friend has been uh I think he said he's been doing something very similar to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know some? Remember Omar? Omar, uh... or maybe no? I don't think you went to school with him, but uh, he he pretty much want wants to do like a podcast, kind of the same thing. Like it would just bring on different guests and they'll kind of just speak their mind about different topics. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mike and Mike, from mind to Mike. From mind to Mike. Yeah, bro. One day I was just thinking, like, you know what, if I just fucking come on, get my mic and just start whatever I have that day to speak about and just go on rants and whatever. Yeah. And so that's how this came to be. But um, we're just here finishing up from you giving me a bit of schooling on Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, dude. Yu-Gi-Oh. Dude, what a childhood, like, childhood memories, dude. We're older now, but. We all have our jobs and our careers, but I mean, I love this game. It kind of makes me like, like with so much going on, it kind of makes me feel like a little bit at peace sometimes. That's why I like to play it. Well, it's like, uh, I don't know if you heard the saying of a man, it's uh, we don't grow up, we just get older. Yeah, like we get older and we get money, and when we're little kids, like we buy bikes or whatever, but now that we're older, we buy boats. Or a suit, a, a fast car, or a gun. Or we build the car, or we build a gun. Yeah. You could build different stuff now. Yes. So yeah, pretty much now. Before I didn't have money to buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards, so we trade. But now we just buy them all on Amazon. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> we want with Prime shipping. <laughs> Next day. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, bro. So um. Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna. I knew I knew it was gonna be hard for me because I hadn't built in like eight years. I've never haven't built a deck in eight years, and I just built whatever I could. Dude, but that's know, cool, man. In a week, yeah, it was just cool. And then, but it was cool doing it, you know. That opening that one piece from your memory, yeah, that you hadn't done in such a long time, and to do it, even if I got my ass kicked every single duel, you know, it's like just reliving certain times within your childhood. Where did you where where did you start? Like how did you start like dueling? The way I started dueling, it wasn't in, in elementary. Oh. Yeah, I started in elementary. <laughs> when remember when uh, I I got exposed to Yu Gi Oh. Remember when it used to come out on Saturdays on KTLA five, on Kids WB or whatever it was called. Oh yeah, dude! I used to get a bowl of cereal in the morning, like yeah. just sit in my like dad's recliner and just. Cause Saturday morning it. was cartoons. You know, yeah. it used to be Dragon Ball Z, uh, Digimon, Pokemon, and Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. The, on, on, on Saturday mornings. And then during the weeks, you had like your common cartoons like Rock of Power, Hey Arnold, The yeah, Wild Thornberries. The non cable ones. Yeah, Courage the Cowardly Dog and all that kind of stuff, you know? But then Saturdays was like for anime and the more stuff that I was more into and yeah. whatnot. And that's when I first got exposed to it, to um, Yu Gi Oh! And it was the first season, obviously, the first season. And it's when they were in Duelist Kingdom, the first season for Pegasus. And the first episode I saw was when Joey was dueling. Um, what's the? What's, I forgot the dude's name. The dude that he had a uh, nothing but water monsters, monsters of the sea. Ah, uh, you know I, what I'm talking about, right? 
Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like I remember which one, but I don't, rem- I, I can't remember the dude's name. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah. that's the first episode I saw, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is dope. And then every Saturday, I just kept watching and watching and watching and watching. And then <clears throat> I remember I, my mom back then she purchased me the three starter decks back then, which the big ones were yeah, um, Yu- uh, Yugi's, uh, Kaiba's, and Pegasus's. Oh damn! Those three, the starter decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like, sometime later, I got Joey Wheelers. Okay. You know, and now it's crazy because if you have, I think the Yugi starter deck today it runs for eight bills if you have it closed. Oh. In its box. It? No, I believe it. I mean, there's yeah. the the Legend of Blue Eyes original um, card, which I showed you. The one I have is that one's from the starter deck Kaiba, even just mm-hmm. from that series. That. It goes for like twenty thousand or something. I saw like on eBay, like most recently sold some. Depending on the mint, I guess the minting, the grading, the grading. That's crazy. Yeah. So eight hundred dollars for a brand new. Yeah, eight hundred bucks for a brand new the Yu Gi Oh deck. Dang. The the Yu Gi the starter deck specifically the starter deck. You know, and who knew as kids we'd be holding assets because in the end they are assets. If they're worth money, it's an asset. They're, straight up you know? assets now and uh you know for others it may not be but for us it's like only those who know about the game yeah know what it is they hold exactly you know but unfortunately a lot of, i still have some of the original cards i didn't bring them here with me this time oh, okay because i don't like to move those okay. i have them like in their own little box and stuff oh really yeah those i don't like to move a touch at all but um plenty of other ones that i used to have like uh, what's it called? Is it Relinqu- Relinquish? Relinquish? Yeah, Relinquish. Did you get yeah. them minted ever or like sent in to... Uh, PSA or something PSA? like that? No, I never got them graded. You know, I have a friend that he has... He he doesn't individually work for PSA, but he knows someone that works at PSA. Jigabyte. Oh, Jiga? He says that his friend... Because um, he was selling baseball cards, he told me. Okay. I collect baseball cards too. Oh, okay. See, I don't know much about the baseball card game, but... Uh, it's stupid ridiculous right now. Like crazy, like good like too? hundreds of thousand dollars of cards. But like, how do you know? Like, there's so many cards. Like, I, how do you? How did you know? Uh, there's some that are limited, cards? and whatnot. Like, I have a rose gold, um, uh, Buster Posey, San Francisco Giants card. It came in. Uh, do you know Ben Baller, the jeweler? He has his own. Um, he has his own like collab with Tops, and he has his own set of cards which are the chrome set Van Baller uh, cards and in there I got a Buster Posey which there's only I got number one of ten in the entire world that exists oh shoot yeah and so I want to have like in its case and everything and I actually a friend of the brother of my friend he, if I just found out last week, we were watching UFC 261, I think, 261. Yeah. Um, at my friend's brother's house. And then his homie was there. And he had a PSA shirt. I'm like, you work for PSA or what? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm one of the graders. Oh. And I was like, oh, fuck. So now I was able to get that doorway into. into oh, so you have someone to so get now I can get my, I have someone to send my cards to get graded to. Because I think right now, if you want to get a card graded, you got to wait a fat minute. That's what he was telling me. That's what Jigs was telling me. From how stupid the whole card game is. and Because it's not just like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like there's Yu-Gi-Oh, there's Pokemon, there's football cards, basketball cards, baseball cards. 
even Formula One cards. Like if oh Formula if, One, if you know someone that has a Formula One closed Chrome set from Tops, yeah, you're talking a set that's worth a few thousand dollars. Dang, dude, that makes me so excited to just want to go garage selling and looking for all these kind of cards. But I wish I knew more information about like. Uh, you know, there was an app where you can scan the card and they would read the information on the card and tell mm-hmm. you, like, the grading of it. That would be a cool app. I think eBay now, they're getting into the authentication game. Oh, are they? eBay. Now there's eBay authenticators now. Where you take a picture of it? Or how would you... You would you have, have to send, send them into in? them. You have to send it into them. Uh, so now there's going to be, like, a specific address where you send your card to eBay authenticators and then they work with third market people to grade the cards for them and they send them back to you oh. with the grading and everything. Okay. Because, you know, like, there's so much things that's been with technology nowadays. Like, I mean, with eBay, you have the authenticator, but what I was saying is, like, on Amazon, you scan barcodes. Like a SKU code or something. Yeah, like that. but, like, for a card. So, like, you know, if it was specifically for Yu-Gi-Oh!, it would just pick up on that little small part and then the top part of the name and they can automatically already send you to the soul listings. Or well, even then, because things. every Yu-Gi-Oh card, say you have two Dark Magicians that maybe look the same. One is a hollow, one is a normal, common. Like, each one has its own skew. Yeah. yeah so, it's yeah, like, yeah. you could put in the skew and then it'd break it down. Like, oh, if you have a normal skew, it's worth this much. And if you have the first edition hollow, then it's worth this much. Yeah, that would be a pretty interesting app if someone came. Well, if up someone with came it. up with something like that, then I mean, they, those people have the resources already. The uh, the people that work at what's that place? Uh, there's PSA, PSA. there's Beckett, and okay. now there's eBay, and then there's other ones. But like, if you want, that's a thing too because you need to get like a known. If you want reputable. your card to be worth a bit more, you gotta get like a reputable grading. Company. Yeah, like you can't say like I'm graded by dos amigos. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mostly like the most two known, more, more known ones are obviously Beck and PSA. Mm. So if you want like top dollar stuff, then it's got to be one of them too. Yeah. Okay. I get it. That makes sense. But yeah, that's that's freaking crazy, man. The card game right now is absolutely unbelievable. It's just. It's a bubble though. You think so? It's a stupid bubble because there's no way cards are worth that much. Like even I get it, even if you have a rookie Michael Jordan card or whatever, I don't I don't in my eyes I don't think a card should ever be worth millions of dollars. Are you gonna sell your cards? Do you think if it's a bubble would you sell your stuff that you have now? The only one I probably would sell just because I know for sure there is some value behind it, just because my Buster Posey. Oh. What would, what do you think it's worth? I mean, if it's one of ten, I don't know. I'm gonna see at least five thousand. Okay, like maybe, yeah. yeah. So you know, I mean, that's I would take five grand. I mean, like mm-hmm. if I had a card here that was worth anywhere near that, I would sell it. Yeah, because <clears throat> for me, a card five thousand bucks makes sense. But when you get into like the seven digits that cards have sold, for me, it's like it doesn't make it doesn't sense. make sense for me personally. Person, I mean, especially like I mean. If you're someone like Jake Paul, a guy who makes millions of dollars a year, and he buys some card that's, I guess, a million dollars, which turned out to be fake, I heard, or something like no, that. No, he had purchased $3.5 million worth of, quote-unquote, 
um, I think it was six boxes of quote unquote first edition uh, boxes of Pokemon cards. Okay. And when he opened them up, they turned out to be fakes and they were full of G.I. Joe packet card card packs. Okay. But Did a lot of people were saying that it's it was like staged for for him to for publicity to Yeah, for more. publicity. Oh, I mean, who so knows? There's Maybe. two sides, you know. I only heard briefly about it. I didn't look really into it, but I mean, I could see how that would be smart. The guy's just does market like he's, he's a marketing genius. You he know? is and whatnot. But he did purchase a two hundred fifty thousand dollar Charizard card that he came out. He converted it to a chain, and he came out wearing the chain when he fought Mayweather, I believe. Yeah. So, which ask me a it, it it just brings me to a question. Do you believe that like? There's such thing as bad publicity. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some stuff that you could. There are some things that you could do that obviously are not good in your image. Yeah. You know, but of course it's very limited. Okay. okay. You know, of course, like if you murder someone or you do some shit like that. Some crazy shit. Yeah. Like but that. other than that, I don't think there's. There's because the whole point of it's like getting your name or whatever you want in someone else's mouth, right? Yeah. Or mind. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, like, Jake Paul reminds me a lot of, like, 2018 or 19 LeVar Ball. Remember him? Yeah. The big the, baller the, brand. The, the big baller brand. Dude, that guy was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he just literally would say stupid, outrageous things like, oh, I'll take out Jordan one-on-one. And, like, you saw his college stats. He'd order, he'd, like, average <laughs> two points a game or something like <laughs> yeah. that. But yeah. Like, but look where he got his kids. But look, exactly. His kids are in the NBA players. Yeah. You know, he has their... Multi multi millionaire family, you know, and it's that's. I guess we're in, we're in a in a weird time in the modern world where like trolling is the new is like a currency in a way. It is because yeah. they are trolls. Yes, you get me. So it pays dividends to troll other people and get another people's like bad side. A great example: How the heck did Trump make it a presidency without any of the major news outlets? Is Twitter and trolling? Yeah. Literally. Social media talking. Just talking smack. I mean, it's, tweets. It's, it's, it was all about creating division, right? That's yeah. how he was able to win the presidency. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how you could do things now just by saying a comment that will get on someone's under someone's skin. Yep. You know, because from that person, it'll go on to another one. And then it's just the whole world against you. But at the same time, you are the center of attention. For that. For that. You know, because yeah. when he ran, Trump is a great example, like... He was the only candidate from the Republican side that you would talk about. You know? Yeah. Like, you couldn't even <clears throat> think about anybody else. Like, no. And he would come up with these little acronyms to kind of even, like, bully them down. Like, low energy jab, lightweight. <laughs> like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. The crooked Hillary. Like, dude, that that's just so funny. That's marketing. It's all yeah, yeah, marketing. Yeah, yeah. It's all about getting in, in, in the face of, in front of other people. It's yeah. All. And little punch phrases and catchphrases. It's so, it's so funny and interesting to me. Yeah. Like nowadays. Yeah, we're, we're in a wild, wild stage. But um, last time you were on my other podcast, you were in California. I was. You were in California. And Otherwise. you were doing what you still do, which is e-commerce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but you moved out here because you grew, you grew, um, and uh, that's cool shit, you know. And uh, obviously, as both people within the business world, you know, yeah. like it's cool to see others progress. 
Exactly. You know, I love that. Too, especially yeah. when it's someone you know. You know, like we met each other through soccer, you know, but yeah. eventually we've kind of grow a little into this, you know, and um, first of all, how different is it here? You're you're in Arizona now. How different is it here than California? As some as having lived in their place now, somewhere very completely different. Um, well, like as far as mentally, like making the change from growing up in somewhere where you lived your whole life to coming to like a different spot, it's like very very difficult at first for sure because like you don't really know any anybody like you don't have a, a the things that you take for granted when you're at someplace where you know everything is like just completely different so it was difficult honestly at first because it was i didn't really know like what like what to do or who to hang out with but i do i do feel like it was a kind of more if of a mindset that i took it as an adventure so like moving to a new space um early on was like okay if i take it as an adventure then you know i'll learn and worst case scenario i can always move back i mean it's not like i can't move back for sure so at first it was just really like new to me and i had like a really set kind of like goal at first what i wanted to do when i came here was like okay I think it's going to be a better opportunity for me. You know, I see the way things are going in California. And this was even pre-COVID. Like, I didn't even know, like, COVID was going to happen. So, I was just already seeing, like, okay, my business mind thinks, you know, for my particular thing, I need business space so I can grow a warehouse. I need I need um, to have certain things where space is required so space is cheaper out in this new state. Mm-hmm. So I took that risk to just move out here, not knowing if it was going to pay off or not, really. So, like, it was a little bit of an un- unknown risk, but an adventure. Because we're in our 20s. I felt like I can fuck up, and then I can still bounce back if I fuck up anyways. I mean, it's like I tell people, you know, like, if, if I do something, I'd rather do it today. Yeah. And find out if I'm going to be good at it or not, and mess up, or mm-hmm. be successful at it. Then wait till I'm in my 50s, 60s and find and out trying. then. Or maybe never do it and always live with the what ifs, you know? Absolutely. And then because it takes, like, for me, it takes a certain type of mind yeah. to think like that. Yeah. You know, because I, I feel like we live in an era where pe- a lot more people, from what I realize, they try to look for an excuse to not do something now. Okay. Like, there's, oh, I, would, I want to, but like people, this. Everybody wants big game, but people want, if it's not fear, then the thing is that they don't want to work for what they talk about. Yeah. So people create an excuse yeah, to not I have agree. to go through that. Yeah. You know, I and agree. it's something that I've seen over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. You know, so. But it's dope that you did it, bro. Yeah, thank you, bro. And... It's it's also, I mean, for me, I feel like on top of all of the stuff that, like, of the fear-based thinking that people have, like, I like, genuinely think that a lot of the times, like, people don't get pushed, like, beyond a part of them being comfortable. Like, 
they're comfortable being where they're at and like if they even experience any sort of uncomfortability then they're just gonna be like ah you know what i'm gonna go back to being a little bit more comfortable until they like pull back on whatever it is that they wanted to do or they don't want to be seen at the bottom too because like whenever you do a business or you're starting off something new or you're doing something that's like you know different like a lot of it is like grimy grindy work like for example you know i'm doing this and like I want to save some money so I don't want to I don't get a warehouse so I have a house that my backyard looks like that not a lot of people would be down for that they'd be like I want my garage to look like it's gonna look like this or this is gonna look like that but they they don't want to be seen in all that dirt but they want to be seen in the nice car and it's like the fear of judgment in a way right yeah and they're scared of like people telling them something but it's like at the end of the day it's like everybody has to start from somewhere like the people that we're doing they're doing really good that you see the highlight reels on IG or whatever. It's like there's a lot of grind. We only want to show the good but never the bad not, not or the, the dirt to getting to a place. Exactly. You know, because in in getting into a, chasing a goal you gotta make a lot of sacrifices. You know? We're doing podcast. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But um, it, it's a, uh, you know, people only want to see the good, never the bad. Yes, I agree, and um, it's 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 part of life. I mean, like I said, it's a. Uh, if if you understand it, then you could definitely get ahead. Like you could, like put your mind in a place where you know you're gonna like go through some struggle, but then in like a few years. Like you're gonna get some type of reward, but it's gonna take some side, some type of sacrifice. That's a, that's that's the part that I don't get. Like, but I guess that's due as well. Going back to the comfort, like maybe in a certain status where people, someone may have been born at. Because for me, I'll speak for myself. For myself, it's not hard to try something and fail at it, because I always think back into like. Where is it that I was born? What was I born into? Like for for myself, like when I was born into a family that had nothing. Right. You know, like all it was my dad and all his siblings, and some were already married with kids. Like we all lived in like lower, what was a one yeah. bedroom studio apartment. Yeah. But my dad converted it into a two a quote unquote two bedroom. Yeah. By buying drywall and fucking building a wall. You know, and it came, quote unquote, two bedroom. But yeah. it was still one bedroom, you know? Because obviously he had me and my little brother and then my uncle had, but you know, there was everyone else. So for me, it's like, look, if I was already there once. Right. Like. You're born there. How I already got from there to here. If I try something and I fail, then I'll get here once again even quicker than what I did the first time. Mm-hmm. Because I already know what it takes to get here. You know? And then going back to the comfort thing, I feel like people, as long as they have enough to pay the bills to eat every day and still live in the same situation, that they could do whatever it is they like to do with however much they make or whatever, people have grown to be okay with that. Yeah. Like people aren't hungry as like the previous generation before. 
Yeah, or like, I mean, we'll come from immigrant, like immigrant mentality because they've seen, and a lot of it has to do with kind of the dynamic of like the distraction. Like we are very distracted. We have a lot of things at our fingertips. Like we click, we click a button, we get picked up for a taxi. We click a button, we get food delivered to us. Um, we get instant gratification for everything right away. So the like, likes, the comments, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. like we're just used like the gen. We're used to it as a people, like in America, like we're kind of used to that now, and more more so now with technology all over the world, that like, you know, we see all we see hard work, and we're kind of like, ah, you know, I want to do this better. Like, I think this is easier. Like everybody wants to get into crypto now because. They all want to make a million bucks, or they all invest in the next coin mm-hmm. that that comes out. That ninety percent of the time is going to be a scam. Ninety percent. It's it's a huge percentage of the people that actually lose money. Yeah. You see a few heads that will make a lot of money with crypto, but that doesn't mean that's going to be you. Everyone. It's not going to be everybody. You know, so like, and 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 a lot of those people put in a lot of work studying crypto, studying behind the scenes you don't even know about well not only that but they they do that sole one thing exactly like their entire day is just trading yeah you know yeah and everyone else thinks that they're gonna put a thousand bucks and have a million tomorrow (laughs) dude it's uh, it's it's incredible like i see it all the time like and if you're if we're if we're young though you know it's totally cool to try all these new things because like we might we might feel like we might like it and we might get into it. Like if somebody's genuinely into crypto and they like to study graphs and they like to study projects and the technology and all that stuff, like then that might, they might become a millionaire doing all that because they like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But a person that doesn't, can't stomach a 75% loss in one day, they're not going to survive. They're going to pull out at the worst time and like, it's a one day dip. You could buy the dip and then the next day it jumps well, up 100%. Then that also brings up the fact that people don't realize the economics behind certain things. Like, let's say cryptos or a certain stock or something. Yeah. You know, because if there's a dip or whatever and people start selling, what's going to happen? Is it a further dip, right? And then people are like, oh, no, that shit's a fucking fraud or Fugazi, Fugazi, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, well, of course, you're fucking pulling out when you see dips. You know, it's like... You can buy the dip and then yeah, buy the lower of, price. Instead of pulling out. Like, there's it's simple economics behind this, you know? If you sell some more and more of something, of course, you're going to lose value, you know? But people don't understand this. And things like, especially like the crypto market today, you realize who are the longevity players and who are there for the quick buck exactly you know exactly and whatnot it's like i'm in it don't get me wrong you know but i'm not selling because i see drops like i tell people like look it's christmas still for crypto (laughs) if you get in the correct crypto you know because not all cryptos are gonna be here forever it's just a fact you know it's gonna be very limited you know i'm like i'm buying the little whatever it is i know i could afford you know because also don't get into something you know you can't afford to lose money in yeah or it's it's a gamble too like think of it as like you know your port it's a portfolio of 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 things that you're doing so if like 
you're not gonna put all your your things into this one portfolio, this one coin, because if it fails, then you don't have other stuff to kind of manage the risk. So you gotta diversify your portfolios. Yeah, so like you kind of gotta do all that stuff too, which is also knowledge of what you're of crypto. It's not like you're just gonna buy into some coin and become a millionaire. Yeah. Like you have to know the basic fundamentals. Yeah. Of of that, you know, even e-commerce, bro. Like you know, I do e-commerce. And a lot of people, like, I teach people how to do e-commerce. I, I, I supply people that do e-commerce. And I've been doing it for, like, what, three, four years? I've, like, on just Amazon, but, like, eBay doing, like, seven years. But, like, there's been so many ups and downs. Like, I started from an apartment, and, like, I got my store shut down. I've gotten lost. I've gotten sued by Nike before. I've gotten, like... All the stuff, like if I didn't want to, I could easily have given up already on it. But I like what I do. Like I actually enjoy what I do. Like I've always loved to sell things and I like the internet. You know there's going to be struggles behind anything you do. Yeah. So it's like I know I know that there's going to be struggles. So I'm willing to go through the ups and the downs. And, you know, that's really what it's going to take to eventually like pull through the next to the next level. Because you you already know like you're not even doing it for money like you know it's gonna come but it's because like you're just trying to become a master at something that you're doing that you it's really like it's like they say right it. if you chase the money it's gonna be yeah. less probable that it comes yeah but if you do something you love yeah. and you do it so much with time you don't realize it but the money comes on its own it does i mean you want to pick something that's gonna make money too i mean you don't want to become a starving artist yeah as well but like you know something like a business that people need it's in demand or whatever like you're always going to be able to find success like that's why when people people tell me like i want to start something Alan. like i don't know what to start i'll always tell them make a list of interests that are you're, you're into things you're good at things that you like and start looking into like okay how can this make me something because if you obviously like it yeah and it doesn't get you bored or whatever you'll continue working on it. And so you build it, build it, build it, build it. And with time, the rest comes. Look at that kid. He's, what, like 14, 15? On the kid that started, like, slime on YouTube. Oh. And now his slime is on the shelves of Walmarts, Targets. And the kid's a multimillionaire. You know? But because a kid likes slime. He just really likes slime. <laughs> he just <laughs> really likes slime. And so that's why I tell people, like, just find something you like, something that interests you, and work on it. Exactly. And build on it. And with time, but forget about what's going to come with it. Just focus on that one thing. Yeah. And with time, the, the, the money is just a side effect. It is. You it's know? a side effect of whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Or, or a skill set that you pick up and you get really good at it. And even if you're at some job that you might hate, but you're learning a really good, important skill. It's only a matter of time before your skill is going to get noticed. and Or you're going to realize that your skill, you can charge more for it. Mm-hmm. And you just get better and you level up. And that's where I kind of like, I'll take for example what I do for a living. Yeah. Obviously, I'm in the hard labor. Painting business. Yeah. Painting and construction in, in general. You know? And... So, a huge problem that there is right now is finding people that want to work in that field. Okay. This is a shortage, a labor shortage. Yeah. One, people want to get paid more. Two, people don't want to go through 
hard labor anymore. Okay. People want the easier way of making money. You know, going back to everybody wants to be a crypto investor, a stock investor. Everybody wants to be a YouTuber, a gamer, whatever. You know, people don't want to put their bodies through hard labor anymore. You know, so it's hard right now, you know, to find someone that wants to do that. And not only that, but also competition. You know, there's, you're never going to get someone that will outbid you by half of what you're charging just to have work and have people like me struggling that are charging what should be. But I'm like, fuck, it's a little hard right now. But I know that in five, ten years, I'll be in more demand and I could charge whatever it is I want for the same reason that less people want to get into what I do. And also because the generation before me, they're in the age where they're starting to retire. Okay. So it's like I tell my dad, yeah, right now it may be a little harder, but once again, in five, 10 years, I know there's going to be a limited amount of people that do what we do. And then that's when I could charge two, three X of what I charge today. And people won't have many options Uh because less people want to do this. And plus it's a, it's it's a business that is never gonna go away. Nope. People are always gonna live in homes. People are always gonna have to work on their homes, remodel. You know, people are gonna have issues. Never gonna stop. I yeah. see those those type of businesses. It's like, it's pretty much sure that if you have that mindset and you work hard and you have a good customer service, like it's only a matter of time. And it's only gonna fail if you really want it to fail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> <No, 'cause> <laughs> you're always gonna be. Yeah, there's a slow seasons. Don't get me wrong. Right. You know, yeah, but if you focus on the seasons when there's always work, you're always gonna be making money. Exactly. And then we're talking like places where you're gonna be be making good money. Yeah, you know? you're gonna be living comfortable. Yeah. How much would you need to be, say, living comfortable where you are okay? How much is enough for Alan? With my stuff. See, for me, I've never been the guy of lavishes okay right so for me if i wanted to live still do what i want every year and yeah. you know i travel a couple places every year ideal lifestyle and whatnot 15k 15k a month yeah no for an entire year what do you mean because i don't pay a lot in rent right i still live with my parents Oh, okay. But like so, if you wanted to live your ideal lifestyle, so you'd want to live with your parents your whole life? Yeah, like if like no, no, no. Oh, if it were to be like... No, I'm saying like like what would be good for like a good... Ah, uh, I think I meant like in today's life. No, 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 no. no, no, no. So for my... Let's see. I won't even need a lot. I'm going to say no more than 7K a month. Okay, well, 7K a month, you'd be chilling. You'd be happy. Which is doable. Yeah, it's... I mean, dude, 7K a month is super doable. It's super yeah. doable. Because what is the average rent right now? Well, I'll speak California numbers. Every, I mean, 2500 California. You yeah, know? 2500 2500 And then food, another couple grand. Yeah. It's not like I go out a lot. Okay. You know, so I just... To do what I like to do, yeah, I don't need more than seven grand a month. Yeah, see, that's... And that's... When you put it like that and bring it down to an actual number and you're like... It's actually attainable. Yeah. You know? So it's not like our goals are not really that crazy. It's just of if you, you're willing to do what it takes to do it, to right? Do it. Yeah. 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 Because, and especially in today's life, for example, do you know how much some, in, back in 
California, there's I've seen some McDonald's that right now because of the labor shortage, some are paying twenty bucks to start. Are you fucking kidding me? Twenty bucks to make. I've seen some signs that say twenty starting. I'm about to sign up part time to work at McDonald's, man. Yeah, I don't know how it is <laughs> here. I was like, it's you know, but back there, twenty. Jesus. You know, so that's a lot to work at McDonald's. At most, what a high school diploma. Yeah, I mean, you just go in there and you take an order. Yeah. It doesn't take much of a IQ or skill to take an order. Yeah. Which is crazy, but you know. But let's talk a bit about your business. Okay. Because, obviously, like you mentioned a bit not too long ago, you started an apartment. That was, you started I, in an apartment. Dude, I did. Stuff. I started in an apartment. And what did it take for Johnny to get from there to where he is now? Okay. Well, first off, I want to humble myself and say that I am very grateful that I'm in a place where I'm, you know, I have a few nice things and I don't struggle so much, you know, so that's like, I'm really happy about that. And I started off literally in my like apartment with my sister. So I used to actually, I lived first, I lived with a roommate um, in Santa Ana and uh, his mom was paying like most of the rent. I only had to pay like 500 bucks. So I was going to college and selling sneakers and like shit from Goodwill on the side, making like an extra like one or two grand a month. Which the flip game. Yeah, just flipping Jordans and used sneakers and all that good stuff. And then I did that for about like a year or two, like on and off, just trying to figure it out. I was trying all these new things. Like I was trying to do SEO company. I was trying to sell weed, like. Literally, I was doing a bunch of different things. But somehow, like, selling online always was kind of, like, a thing that just stayed steady there. Like, I was always just selling, shipping some stuff, boxes here and there. So then I, like, you know, I heard about Amazon back in, like, 2017. And I was at this point living with my sister. And uh, I was renting a room with her. And I was working, selling cars on the side while I was like still selling on eBay and Amazon. And the car business was really good. I could have actually, you know, stayed in the car business um, because that paid 10 grand a month. The car business paid five to 10 grand on any given month. Now, were you working at a dealership or something like? Oh, no, at a car dealership. Okay. So I worked for like Nissan, Honda, BMW. Like I made it to BMW in like two years or a year of selling cars, which was if I could have stayed there, I would have been making a hundred grand a month if I stayed there. In fact, I have a friend, Eric. He's actually one of the youngest general sales managers at a car dealership. He started selling cars like right around the same time that I did, like maybe a year earlier because him and his girl, you know, they ended up getting together, had a baby. And uh, he didn't have a choice to go to college or fuck around. So he, he had, had fine and grind. He had a fine and grind, exactly. He, but you see, he stuck with one thing, got really freaking yeah. good at it. And he's our age, well, how 27, 28? 27. He's like 28, and he's a general sales manager at a dealership. Those guys make like $30,000 a month with, with no college education, no nothing. 
he gets to dress fancy every single day, like come in and he just bosses around a bunch it's of crazy. It's, it's crazy. To, I want to bring up the numbers. Cause it's crazy to say that someone that makes 30 grand a month is what within the top 5% is, right? And yeah, if you put because it. Because to be in the top mm. 1%, you got to make like 400 something, which is totally attainable, right? If you really think about it, you know, because people think you got to make millions to be in the 1%. Mm-mm. But at 1%er, you're in the 400s. And that's, I mean, that's earned income. You can use that earned income if your liabilities are, you know, only a thousand or two, three thousand a month. You can use all that money to invest and make more. You can buy properties, rent them out. And that's why you don't pay taxes. And you don't pay taxes either. Continue putting the money back until we're going to make more. <laughs> exactly. So, back to, you know, live, living at my at my sister's, yeah. you know, selling there. So then I moved out here, and then I, I kept selling, you know, and I was it it was it was picking up, it was picking up. I started selling a little bit more, taking it a little bit more serious, and I set up my garage as a, as a warehouse, and I started like getting really serious about it. And so, when I started to get serious about it and take it as a business, then it started growing, and I was learning so much just throughout everything. Um, but I fell a couple times. I actually. You know, when COVID hit and everything, I went back to car dealership to sell cars to 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 stay afloat. You know, I had my 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 car my house payment, my car payment. You know, my family moved over here too, and they were staying at my house for for a few months while they got settled into. So, it was rough. But you know, after that, we you know we helped each other out, and then I was able to you know leave my job again work full-time um, on my business and then I think just last month you know before everything was you know I got suspended for something which I'm trying to fix which long story short should get fixed hopefully by next month um, I mean I was hitting almost a hundred grand a month in sales obviously you know that's not profit but it's a lot of money for one person you know um, so with that it was just a bunch of trial and error, trying to figure it out, liking what I did. And, you know, I'm super content where I'm at right now. I just, you know, you always want to to, to do more, to do more. And I actually love just the challenge of competing. Like I like to compete. Like, it's fun for me. And I do it because it keeps my mind alert. And it keeps my mind, like, running, running. And because uh, with COVID and everything, one thing that's like been really hard hit is like people's mental health. Correct. So um, it's important to like maintain the, the mindset so that like you could do stuff like to stay positive mentally, I think, throughout like everything that's going on. Because it's really easy to be like, oh, like, why would I start a business? Like there's so much shit going on in the world like just stick with my job right now like it's safe like I don't know what's gonna happen it's really easy to do that but it's harder to but more rewarding you gotta choose your suck either you choose the suck of being somewhere you don't wanna be or the suck of like doing the hard shit that that's gonna get but eventually doing what you like yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so that's pretty much like what I thought about and I made some sacrifices and it got me to 
so far where I'm at right now, which is good. I would humbly say it's good because, you know, I don't want to say it's good, it's bad because I compare myself to someone that's making millions. But I want to say it's not good because there's some people that are making two, three grand a month that wish that they could be making fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I would say I'm in a top percent where for my age it's good. But I'm, you know, I'm excited to just keep growing more. But as a person in other areas too, because like one thing I think I posted on it on Instagram is like everybody wants to be a millionaire but the hard part about it is like actually like who you have to become to be a millionaire and it's a lot of like internal stuff that happens mental stuff that happens Mm -hmm. to get you there because like you have to stomach setbacks you have to stomach them and like take take them because like sometimes you'll get a curveball like I said my account got randomly suspended freaking last month that's a freaking hard pill to swallow. Like, Think someone else, they could have easily said, oh, screw this, it's done. Yeah, a lot of people like that, you know? Like, but people want their business to take off in like one year, but they'll work <laughs> they'll work in their job and get a 25 cent raise in, in, two, in two years and be happy with it. Bro, my first year, sales, sales. <laughs> I didn't even make 70,000. I mean that's still pretty good for a lot. You know, I mean most my people. My first make... year, and then to myself that year, pocket, I take nine grand, which is nothing. You know, people minimum wage are making way more than I was. Right. <laughs> you know, but now like I mentioned to you in the morning, bro. Like you know, first month of this new year, and sales already fifty k. You know. That's but, awesome, dude. But it, it's obviously it wasn't an easy road. I'm sure yeah. it wasn't. I'm sure you had to drive up a beat up Troquita for a few years. Well, you remember the truck I had, you know? I always. But obviously, you know, I could have gotten what I have now, but I had rather say, you know what? If this works, why do I need something new? Exactly. You know, the money I'm going to put into is that new. Why not put it into what's giving me money? They say one of the biggest indicators of like, uh, person that will become very financially wealthy in the future is delayed gratification and they did a study on kids since they were little and they would set them up and put them in these separate like groups and they just put a little marshmallow there and they'd say you can eat the marshmallow now or you can wait and we'll give you way more than this but you can wait and so they'd like record them and just leave them there And some kids couldn't wait and they'd eat the marshmallow right away. And so they couldn't hold it. And then the other kids would wait. And then they they like did a test on them like years later. And those kids were more successful than the other kids. Mm -hmm. And that's just that one simple thing, delayed gratification. Why do I need a new car? And I'll be honest, bro. I would still have my old truck. But the only reason I had to sell it was because it started giving me issues. Yeah. You know, if it would have had no issues, it would have still it would have been what's parked in the front of your house right now, bro. Mm-hmm. But I told myself, look, if I wait till this thing becomes more expensive to fix, then I won't be able to sell it. Yeah. At that point, because I'm not gonna want to buy something that they exactly. have to put money into. If you're gonna buy something, because it works, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, you know, it still works to the point where I could sell it, and then in a year, let it become someone else's issue, and I'll sell it and then use that. 
to do that. Something else. That's what I did. I was driving around a 2001 Dodge Ram for like 226,000 miles. La Ramalona, you called it. (laughs) She's a freaking five-speed truck that I was using to haul around my pallets. You know, and I used it till it literally wasn't working no more. It was stalling on me on the freeway. And then I bought my, my, my bigger truck. But yeah, like I, you know, people would laugh at it, but I, you know, I had to use it. Like it was what I needed to do at the time until my business picked up. And then now I just saved up all my money. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I was going to buy a cyber truck. And then I was like, all right. If you can figure out a way to make an asset, a liability, an asset, that's also another way you can work around so you can get the stuff you want. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like the truck, is a, it could be an asset. I was thinking I was going to rent it out. You know, a cyber truck would probably rent. Like Toro or something like that? Toro, two, $300 a month. Or two, $300 a day. A day, yeah. If I rent that bitch out for, you know, two, two weeks out of the month, I'm making more than what they cost to make a monthly payment on it that's an asset and it's paying you dividends it's paying me so there's also that you know for the people that want stuff it's, it's not wrong to want good luxury shit or want good stuff just find a way to make it an asset too if you want a nice car find a way to make it an asset rent it there's so many apps now you can rent your car out there's a lot of opportunity out there so mm-hmm. like yeah, it's just a matter of thinking outside the box to to get to where you want to to where you want to go to. I think it's a combination of, of thinking outside the box. Too. Yeah. yeah. So what what is your current angle at the moment? Because obviously angles change as time progresses. You know. Yeah. But today, where is it that you would like to be? Mm. Well, like I don't know if I could say I have an angle. I could say maybe I have like a five-year plan, but I would say that I just really want to more, like most importantly, I want to have a warehouse is just my utmost important like priority for business mm-hmm. is just to have a warehouse where I, so I can separate like all the hard work I've already done by having all my stuff in my house, working out of my house, to having a professional location and hiring some employees so that like I can step back a little bit and focus on enjoying the fruits of my labor which enjoying is yourself you, yeah which is focusing a lot on mental health like spiritual health like you know get closer to God like do things that work that are gonna feed my soul mm-hmm. um, and you know get ready to be ready to be a man that can start a family you know like cause that's kinda what I wanna do like starting in my like early 30s probably so like right now i'm 27 i got like five years of hitting it hard setting up my foundation my business getting all that going so that when you know i get my baby and you know he's six five six years old i can go to every single little baseball game he wants a basketball game soccer game that he wants to go to shall be the coach for his whole for all of his freaking for his team and i'll be able to sponsor their team you know, my company can sponsor their team. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that. Like, I think of it like that. Being able to travel and take vacation, you know, with my wife and my kid if I want to. Like, whenever I want. And just run my business happily. Like, I used to want to change the world. Like, oh, I want to do some crazy thing. But then I realized, and it's like, 
I think I could change the world by being a better person myself first. Like, starting off real small. And then when I get much older, like, I'll have more of that ability to make more change. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's still so much more refining and tuning that I need to do for myself to set myself up to make myself better. And then immediately help, like, my family, you know, retire my dad, retire, like... That would be a big move for me that I want to do in five years, retire my dad. Um, and then, yeah, like, pretty much just do stuff that I'm, like, living a life where I'm happy. And that's it. Like, for me, money, it's going to be important because you, it needs, I need money to be able to do a lot of those things. But it's not much. You don't yeah. need much to live like that. And so that's kind of, like, my goal is just, like, focus on like having good health um you know going back to doing things i really like to do and then setting my my business up so i can have, like sustain my family basically and then i i wouldn't be able to tell you what a 10 year 15 year plan is yet yeah. until until i pass like just a five years five years yeah what about you well that's actually what i was gonna i was gonna get to because that was the last question I had for you. But the way I like to close it up when I have guests okay. is to ask my guests if they have a question for me. Ah, well then I do. What about for you? Like, where do you see yourself right now in like the next five years? In five years? Or, um, I guess Endgame too, if you could say the same thing. Kind of. Endgame? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Because, like I said, you know, my... <laughs> like. As I'm getting somewhere and I'm getting closer to that, whatever it is, I want to be next year. And then a certain time, I'm like, okay, now I think start thinking about next year. Okay. You know? But in five years, what I would like to have is eventually purchase a bunch of home service businesses and okay. have like one umbrella company. Ah. Uh. So have, let's say, a West Coast Home Solutions. Or whatever, or California Home Solutions, where there's there's one umbrella company, but it provides, let's say, house cleaning, pool clean services, landscape services, uh, the handyman services, like and stuff like that. That's where I would like to be in five years. Okay. Have one big umbrella company, and have purchased at least three other businesses. Like the ones I would like to is purchase. Obviously, businesses that have a good, pretty good, decent portfolio of clients. You know, I'm not going to buy a business that has two clients, you know, or stuff like that. But I would like to purchase a pool, a service company, a landscape company, and a house cleaning company. Because I know those are the top three besides what I do that people need the most, uh, you know. And then eventually just have one thing that does all these other things. And if I can, you know, 40 45 employees okay at that so time nice you know so that's what I would like to be at 5 years but at the same time still working because for me I'm the person that can't <laughs> that can't live a what can you call it uh like a cycle that can't do this a repetitive person okay so okay. for me like my day has to be t different tomorrow than today Oh, okay. Yeah. So like I can't do the same thing over and over, which is why I love what I do, because no two days are the same ever. 
you know like even if I paint two identical houses is it gonna be somewhat different because this one may have different issues than the other one you know so okay. if I keep doing the same thing over and over then it kind of gets boring for at least for me so you like to have a little bit of yeah I get what, I, I'm totally like with you on that like yeah. I agree with that you know I feel like mm-hmm. that. okay but and in, in all, that's where I would like to be. And like you, in five years, I would like to retire my parents too, you know? Okay. Retire my parents. Now my parents, they just had a house built for them in Mexico. Okay. Like, like two, three years ago, they just they finished the house. And for me, it's like, it doesn't make sense for them to have built a home over there and only use it when they for go two away. or three weeks out of the year. And my parents are the same you know? thing, dude. And, and then, but still here. working out here. So for me, it's like, I'm always thinking of ways like, fuck, like, how can I be a little more ahead you know and then to get to the point where I could tell me you know just fucking just stop working and go enjoy enjoy your, your rest home. Your you know like years. you guys have earned your, your, your rest you know it's right now that they could cash out their retirement funds and know that they'll be they'll be taken care more of. than more than enough with me having to worry about it you know yeah but that's that's where I'd like to be in five years okay Nice, dude. That's a good goal to have, and I, I, I think that's very possible and attainable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. But um, anything else you wanna before we close this one out, bro? Um, no, man. Just you know, thank God for giving us another opportunity to meet again and really just you know be able to catch up again, and you know. We'll have to catch up again soon, dude. It was it was good. It was good seeing you, bro. It was good hanging out. Good yeah, playing. bro, for sure. You know, and uh, it's 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 uh, it's funny because the two times like uh, that we've seen, we kind of differentiate like the things that we do, but we're always doing things that we both have things like in common. Like if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I see what which we're is doing. cool and whatnot. Like yeah, we were playing Yu-Gi-Oh today, but at the same time, like. We did a little business before we came here, you know? Yeah. And stuff like that. And then maybe so. next time we, I could go join and play for, like, a game with you guys, bro. <laughs> I'll gas out, but, you know, we'll have some fun and play over there. Bro, I'm... for sure, bro. Like, I tell you, it's 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 uh, it's it, it, it's fun. Well, I was going to play Sundays now, you know? It's Sundays? It's Sundays. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll make my way down there on a Sunday, bro. Yeah, for I'll come, sure. I'll come over to the weekend. It's my turn to go over there, and then yeah. we'll, I'll go over there, and we'll play a little bit, we'll chill, eat. Yeah, yeah, well, I got I got to come back as well, you know. Um, um, obviously, got to work a bit more on my dueling skills, building my deck. Oh yeah, little, you know. <laughs> I'll, have my, I'll have my nephew come over here, and, you know, give you some tips on give that. Me some, <laughs> give me some schooling as well, you know. But um, yeah, bro, for sure, we got to set something up in the in the here in the short time ahead and whatnot. But this was fun, bro. I appreciate it. No problem, bro. Enjoy the a, conversation, fun, dude. Um, and as always bro you know alright alright y'all thank you